there are other hypotheses being tested about the potential for invertebrates that these parasites that that get on the bats during hibernation may also be transporting some of that material. And then with regard to the bigger potential spread, there are uh, other ways we, we think that there can be a human role, whether it's in transportation of bats accidentally across the country or from state to state, or movement of material from one mine or cave to another. A couple of specifics. What kind of mortality rates are we looking at within populations? It varies among sites, but it's in the 80 to 100 percent decline at different sites. How many different species are affected by white-nose syndrome? In North America, there are seven species that get the disease. Do you know offhand how many species of bats live in North America? We say that we have 47 or 48. It sort of bounces around that number, one or two either way. A lot of people are really creeped out by bats. Bat guano or their poop is highly toxic. But more importantly, bats are really a significant part of the ecosystems that they live in. And there is good reason to not want to hang out around bat guano too much. There, there can be dangers associated with it. So, so that's certainly a valid concern. But in general, bats are, are clean animals and, and um, very important parts of the ecosystem. Um, In North America, all but two of the species that we have, and I'm sorry, I should say U.S. and Canada. Uh, I wasn't including Mexico in in my previous number, but uh, in the U.S. and Canada, we have only two species that are not insect eaters. So uh, throughout most of the U.S. and Canada, bats make up the primary insectivores, especially for nighttime insects. There are studies that show the amount of control bats provide to insects such as the, the corn earworm, uh, which, which consumes and, and damages important crops, um, is, is very high in the millions to billions of dollars in some estimates. Bats are to insects and eating insects what butterflies are to pollinating other plants. That's true, yeah. But there are... Um, Again, for, for the nocturnal insects especially, uh, bats are, are among the primary consumers of those. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has awarded just under a million dollars to state natural resource agencies to do what? So the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service uh, White Nose Syndrome Program has an annual uh, White Nose Syndrome Grants to States opportunity by which states can apply for funds to help support their efforts for bat conservation. As a coordinated response with states and federal agencies and academic, our partnerships are what are allowing us to make advancements on white-nose syndrome and both understanding and responding to it. And so these funds are, are designed to support states' participation in that coordinated response. States will do uh, everything from outreach and coordination of activities in the state for for bat conservation to uh, supporting academic research or scientific research uh, that may go on in the state uh, and even implementing gating of caves or or protection of bat habitats that that are in the state. Do you know specifically what we're doing in Michigan? Michigan has a robust plan and they're heavily involved. I think everything I just mentioned for the the program is part of Michigan's response strategy. 
they keep close tabs on, on the hibernacula where, where bats are overwintering and conduct surveys either annually or every other year. Um, they facilitate scientific research uh, with potential responses to white nose syndrome, uh, their coordination strategies and outreach strategies, uh, and then uh, focusing on on important habitats where where they know bats to um, be abundant. There are even localized conservation efforts with, with regard to pre- preparing and managing those habitats. So is there a way to spray or otherwise inoculate populations from white-nose syndrome? There are a number of treatments to that effect that are under investigation. Um, all of those are in stages of of research and development where researchers will first start out with a, an option, a strategy, or an agent that has some uh, potential to either kill the fungus or reduce the amount of infection that bats will experience from the fungus, or uh, in some cases not affect either of those things, but in some other way improve survival of the bats. Those can be chemical agents or biological agents or or even environmental management strategies that may happen. So a number of those are are under investigation and even reaching the point of testing in the field at relatively small scales right now, um, but hopefully advancing very quickly. And the researchers who've been conducting this work have have really been moving at a, a very fast pace to bring these things up to even the stage where they are now. How serious of a problem is this? This is one that has, doesn't have much parallel. We haven't reached the stage of needing to start to freeze cell lines and, and preserve the, the last remaining of any one species. Um, However, we've taken steps to prepare for that, uh, and we've weighed that option in a lot of cases. The service has committed a great deal of resources and and support for it, uh, seeing it as a, a truly devastating disease for bats in North America.